Much of today's sermon comes from commentaries by Caroline Lewis found on WorkingPreacher.com. I am grateful for her wisdom and her words on John and New Beginnings. One of my favorite movies is The Holiday, a romantic comedy about two women who want to escape challenging and disappointing circumstances. So they decide to switch houses for the Christmas holiday. Iris, played by Kate Winslet, heads to L.A. from Surrey, England, to enjoy the glamour of Hollywood. While she's there, she befriends one of her neighbors, Arthur, an aging, famous producer. The scene we're about to watch is at the beginning of their friendship. Arthur asks Iris why she decided to spend her holiday in L.A. instead of at home. She tells him that she was tired of being with all the people she sees all of the time. That's where we pick up this clip. Away from the people I see all the time. Well, not all the people. One person. I wanted to get away from one guy. Her ex-boyfriend who just got engaged and forgot to tell me. Sorry. So he's a schmuck. As a matter of fact, he is a huge schmuck. How did you know? He lets you go. This is not a hard one to figure out. Iris, in the movies we have leading ladies and we have the best friend. You, I, I can tell, are leading lady. But for some reason, you're behaving like the best friend. You're so right. You're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life, for God's sake. Arthur, I've been going to a therapist for three years. And she's never explained anything to me that well. That was brilliant. Brutal, but brilliant. Thank you. We all act as characters in our own life script, don't we? Are you playing the lead or the best friend or some other role? Sometimes this is extraordinarily difficult, but we have to alter the script. Like Iris's realization with Arthur, we all have moments when we come to understand that the script needs rewriting, regardless of how others respond irrespective of determined dialogue, in spite of suspected disappointment and unmet expectations. It just has to be revised for our own survival and flourishing. In this season of resolutions and new beginnings, it can be helpful to reflect on the phrase, in the beginning. And that's exactly what John does in the prologue to his gospel. He writes, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the word, and without the word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. 
a man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children. Not from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, crying out, This is the one of whom I said, He who comes after me is greater than me, because he existed before me. From his fullness, we all have received grace upon grace. As the law was given through Moses, so grace and truth came into being through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. God, the only Son who is at the Father's side, has made God known. In the beginning is a phrase full of the past, yet it gives witness to potential and possibility. These words can reset our lives and our perspective, reminding us that God is creator and that in Jesus God was not yet done with creation. This is the reminder that we need after Christmas and as we enter the new year. The good news that we need to hear when the anticipation of the year ahead of us cannot fully erase or change what happened in the past year. In the midst of political rhetoric, global pandemic, national fear, and communal distrust, perhaps a restart is in order. Not to forget, but to confess that God is always about new beginnings. This prologue from John sets the stage for all that is to come in John's gospel and reminds us that Jesus was in the beginning with God, part of creation with God, and that Jesus' presence will create new life in abundance. And we need that promise, that promise of God's commitment to recreating God's very self, recreating us and recreating the world. Recreation means that we trust in creation, God's creative activity, and who you have been created to be. Too often we let go of what and who we are so we can be something entirely new, right? New year, new you. But to carry forward our past for the sake of our present and future makes it possible for us to reconcile with who we thought we were, who we now are, and who God calls us to be. So we look at John's prologue and we wonder, how will this shape this new year that's only a few days old? What if we took inspiration from John and wrote our own prologues for 2021? To talk about 
who we claim Jesus to be. A prologue orients the story. It introduces and it grounds. It provides a perspective and a direction. It sets the tone and the lens through which to view what comes next. So what themes are going to orient your life this year? Specifically, what claims about God that also make a claim on you will matter for this year? This isn't about having all the answers or knowing how the story will end, but choosing to name those things that will anchor our lives this year, giving us a lens to look through. It's more than just a resolution that attempts to make a lifestyle or a habit change. It's a resolution for the sake of God in your life and for the sake of orienting ourselves to God's present and God's future. How do you see life through the fact that God shares life? What is lost if we don't set out some sort of theological orientation for our lives? What's at stake for us this year? What matters to us? Who is Jesus for us and for the world? Jesus came, was born, lived, died, and raised again, not to pay some obscure penalty for sin, but to remind us and convince us that God loves us more than anything. So much so that the word became flesh and made his home among us and continues to do so now. So here's the challenge for this week and to carry through the month. Write your own prologue. Make your list of what will anchor you this year. Rewrite the script to reflect your identity in Christ and the role God is asking you to play. What themes of faith and discipleship will orient your life this year? Or maybe you want some practice claiming this good news for yourself. So once every day at the same time, if you can, look in the mirror and say this, I am God's child deserving of love and respect and God will use me to change the world and see where that takes you. Because as we claim that good news for ourselves, we also claim it for our neighbors and slowly our eyes ears, hearts, and minds transform to align even more with God and God's will for us and the world. We are empowered by the power to become children of God who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. We are empowered through this to change the script and live more fully exactly into who God created us to be. So flip the script, choose your lens, and see how God will bring you into flourishing in this new year. Thanks be to God. Amen.